Hello, and welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know of a little promo that I created just for podcast listeners. So it's access to my entire manifestation training library, which contains all my workshops, meditations, workbooks, trainings, rituals. There's so much in there, and I'm always adding to it. There are trainings, meditations, and workbooks on manifestation mastery, money manifestation, uncovering your soul's purpose, meeting your spirit guide, intuitive and psychic development, clearing energy, self-care, overcoming blocks, as well as advanced manifestation techniques. There are so many meditations and beautiful trainings that you can dive into. So this is the deal. This manifestation training library access usually goes for $149, but I'm giving it to you for $22. Bucks. $22 buckaroos is what I was told intuitively. So if you want access to these yummy and powerful meditations and deep dive trainings and workbooks and so much more, check the link in the show notes below for this podcast only special for only $22. I can't wait to hear how this training library helps you to manifest more, tune into your soul's purpose and develop your intuition. So check the show notes and enjoy this episode. Hey, Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here, and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia, and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. My name is Talia Joy. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for tuning into the show, whatever you're doing. Maybe you're driving, working out, walking the dog, doing some dishes, having me in your earbuds while you do something, something. I very much appreciate you being here today. You know what's a really fun thing to do while you listen to a podcast is to color. Does anyone else like to color? Um, I love to color and listen to a podcast. I mean, I'm a mom of three. My life is pretty busy. I don't get a lot of downtime and color time, but I do try to squeeze it in because creativity is so important. So maybe you're coloring today. That would be awesome. Um, So welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here and this is going to be such a good episode. I have some notes of what wanted to come through for this, but I also am just going to open up and allow it to flow because this is what I've really been going through. Through. Um, it feels like since I was born, since I was bullied, since I started healing. But really, the last year, as with everything, things deepen over time. And often we're here to learn the same lesson, the same assignment, but it keeps coming in deeper and deeper levels. So, my journey of loving myself, my journey of showing up for myself has been a very thick one. I'm going through it now, have had a lot of breakthroughs in the last year, still, you know, fresh in to it. 
but I wanted to speak on this today and what this really means and how I view this and how to show up for yourself and create those habits, those routines that you truly want to create. I'm also going to touch on like how to know when these desires are coming from the ego and when they're coming from your authentic self and, you know, the whole part of you, the healthy part of you, and just kind of breaking all of this down. I'm also going to offer some of the tools I've been doing, some of the things that really are very easy to do and make a big difference. I'll just share some of the stuff that I've been doing, give some practices and all that good stuff, because this is such an important topic. So I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. If you are new to the show, hello, how are you? Shaky hand, give a hug. How's it going? My name is Talia Joy. I'm a Canadian living on the West Coast of Canada on Vancouver Island. I am a manifestation mentor, intuitive development teacher, spiritual teacher, soon to be author, podcast host, all around human helping other humans on the path. I'm so grateful that you're here. You're probably an old soul, maybe an empath, but just know that you belong here on this, you know, on the, it's like the wild side. It's like the side of the seekers, you know, a little bit outside with what it feels like the rest of the world is doing, but that's why I acknowledge you because the rest of the world isn't listening to law of attraction podcasts and looking at soul growth and life lessons and, you know, personal development and being a seeker and discovering these things about yourself. That's not everyone's cup of tea or almond milk or whatever you want. Um, but it is for us. And so I am so grateful that you're here. I understand you. I see you. We're going to be BFFs. I know it. Um, and if you're one of my homies tuning in week after week and you continue to show up for this show and listen and dive in. I'm hearing a lot from people that they've found the show and they're binging it and they're going through tons of episodes. And I just love that. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you so much for spending that time on yourself, all of those hours to continue coming back, to continue to seek and hold on to the light. Because what this truly is, is it's your soul is hearing what I'm saying, because I truly believe what I'm here to do is so big and depthy, not meaning big, like millionaire and yachts, like it'll probably happen. But what I mean is it's such a transformational journey and there's so much potency that comes through that we have a soul contract, whether that is that I'm going to meet you in person, I would love to, or be your mentor, or you're just going to hear this medicine on the show. That's what we do for each other. And people, you do it for me too. And I have mentors and I have people that inspire me in my life and everybody that reaches out and my clients, like we have soul contracts together, not just you to learn from me, but me to also learn from you and be expanded by you and to, um, really, you know, be pulled forward by everybody I connect with. And then what comes through me is also on purpose for you. So just trusting in that. And, and over this time, if you keep listening to the show, if you keep hearing this message, it's obviously something in there for you. And I do this for sure, where I find someone and I listen to so much of their stuff and we go through seasons. There's a few people that I will always listen to, always go back to can listen to it anytime. But then other people, it's like they come into my life for a while and their teachings are everywhere and it really helps me move through. So whatever you're here, however long you're here, I'm so grateful that you are. Thank you for letting me into your bubble. And um, today's episode is going to be really good. So I'd love to dive into that. So first of all, I kind of want to start with the fact that learning to love yourself is the thing that like 
we all know, (laughs) we've all heard this. If someone said to you, like, you just need to learn to love yourself. You're not going to go like, what? Hold the phone. Stop the press. Do people say that? Stop the press. (laughs) I I don't even know if people actually say that, or maybe they just don't say it anymore. Anyway, pull up your britches. (laughs) It's like earth shattering news, right? Of course, we know that you need to learn to love yourself and that I need to learn to love myself and that self-love is everything. But I'm going to kind of talk about it differently today and break it down, hopefully get it in there another layer and kind of talk about what it means to show up for yourself as well. So for myself, for me, as a lot of you have heard, my body, right, has been like my biggest journey being bullied when I was very young, uh, multiple times, having a lot of shame and already not liking myself at a very young age, then having um, chronic pain. I had my gallbladder removed. I had like just body stuff, my weight. I started to obsess on, had an eating disorder. Like no matter which way I look at it, it's always been my body. So I didn't, I don't feel like I ever learned to actually love myself. I feel like my childhood, I mean, especially compared to a lot of people I talked to, my childhood was okay. It was fine. A lot of my struggles were internal. Me and my mom had friction. There was a lot there, but really compared to what other people experienced, my upbringing was fine. My parents were separated, but it wasn't a big deal, but I didn't really learn to love myself because my wounds got in so early. So maybe you had abandonment or maybe it was self-image or you had a parent that wasn't present or the parent that was there was unsteady and it was, you know, it was just surviving times. A lot of us were brought up with something that made us question ourselves at a very young age, which is the whole basis of like inner child healing. It's like your inner child learns something about the world, about like, I'm not worthy because of this, or I'm not enough or, you know, you get, you get your parents disapproval over something and you internalize it. So I started out, I remember feeling even in like teenager times, like, did I ever love myself? Because I actually, at that point was already deeply struggling with my body and would say, I hate myself. So none of this comes easy to me. So I want to start with that. None of like loving myself, showing up for myself, being committed, you know, no, it's been a very topsy turvy journey. And for me, the times I've been the most like committed on the outside where it's like, I'm going to the gym every day, I'm losing weight, I'm, you know, running all this stuff. That was the middle of the eating disorder. So it was obsessive. I had to, and I hated myself in the journey. So the times I was the most committed when everyone's like, Oh my God, you're so inspiring. This was like over a decade ago, but my friends and people saw me like lose a lot of weight and commit to fitness. And it was like, wow, I wouldn't go back there for anything because I was a mess inside. So I didn't love myself. That wasn't eating the protein shakes or whatever. wasn't about love. It was about control and not good enoughness. So as I move through my journey and now like my next birthday is 40. So I'm in this time where a lot of us, we start changing. It's like, there's the whole Saturn return when you experience around 27, when you start shedding what no longer serves you. And I believe your soul goes through another one at the decade markers. I, I have intuitively heard that and it just made a lot of sense. And I think your soul like prepares for like the next decade ahead. It's kind of a marker, um, because for a year, it's not as much of a marker for a soul because it all kind of bleeds together, but these decades are like big. And so I'm deepening into what it means to love myself and realize that even when I'm taking the supplements or working out, it doesn't mean it's coming from love. 
So what does it mean to love yourself through your journey and get to optimal mental health, spiritual health, physical health through love? That's been a big question in the last like five years of my life has been like, to lead with love, to lead and move mountains with the power of love. And even when it comes to being disciplined, being, you know, building a business, doing all the things you can still do it from love. And I'm going to touch on that too. In this episode is like, we can take dramatic action. We can move fucking mountains from love rather than from not enoughness or disempowerment or scrambly energy. So anyway, I digress, but I will kind of get back to that as well. So learning to love yourself, what the fuck does that even mean? The best way that I feel like what is, what is landing right now is learning how to see yourself through the lens of love, through the lens of source, through the lens of God and the universe. And they look at you with love eyes. They witness your journey like they're watching a good friend. And when you're stumbling, they're going, oh, you know, like, oh, I feel for her. I'm sending her love. When you're doing great, they're celebrating with you. When you pray out and ask, they come through and give you little chunks of guidance. They're just seeing you through love. When you think you mess up, they know that that's coming from a place of hurt or this is important in your journey or you're learning. They don't look at you with judgment. It's like if a kid is learning to walk and they fall down, you're not like, what an idiot. They probably will never walk. Of course, you just look at it like, oh, you, you okay? I'll help dust you off. Okay, get back out there. Like that's literally what they're doing for us. And so learning to see life through, or sorry, learning to see yourself, it is life as well, but in in sort of this theme, learning to see yourself through the lens of love starts to have you be less hard on yourself and have compassion for what you're going through and how much you have been through and how you can only ever process where you are in the journey. So you're still learning just like I am, just like everybody is. We're students of life. And I think learning how to love yourself, you start to see yourself through that lens and then self-worth. When we talk about self-worth and finding self-worth, creating self-worth, I actually think it's a natural byproduct of being in alignment with your spirit, being in alignment with the fullness of who you truly are, because you are innately worthy. You are innately enough. You were made the way you're made on purpose. And sometimes the biggest thing that loops us up is us saying, I'm not good enough. I'm not where I should be. I'm stuck. I'm, you know, not doing this right. There must be something wrong with me that I haven't found love or built a career. I'm this age and I should be somewhere else by now. It's understandable. And again, source, your guides and angels look at you and go like, it's understandable. You think that we have compassion and empathy. It's not blame, but it's also not true. So loving yourself is like starting to value yourself, seeing yourself as special, seeing yourself as a very important person, seeing your needs as if they matter, tuning into your body and seeing what it's telling you. Is it asking for more rest? Is it asking for more water or movement? Is it asking for a shift in food or a certain supplement or it's needing breath? It's needing space. It's needing quiet. It's needing time. Learning to love yourself is learning to honor yourself, learning to look at yourself as like, wow, 
I'm actually lucky I get to live this experience. And it has been a crazy ride. And the more you go into that, in my experience, the shame I have held from certain times in my life, the eating disorder, the drug addiction, the times that I was just so addicted to being numb, there's things that I did that I'm definitely not proud of that I kind of was like, no fucking big deal. But I look back and I'm like, oh, you know, like I just, there's parts of things that have happened that I could carry shame around, but because I love myself so deeply now. I look back and I'm like, oh, that Talia was so hurting. That Talia was so lost feeling and alone feeling and scared feeling. And that's why that happened. That's why she acted that way. That's why she did those things. She didn't know what else to do. She wasn't aware of how deep the wounds were and she was just going day by day trying to fucking figure it out, getting lost in addiction and not enoughness and this mask to try to, you know, fix myself, fix my life, lose the weight, do whatever. And I have sympathy and empathy for that version of me. So sometimes we don't love ourselves because we think of the things we've done. We feel unworthy because that time we fucked up. Well, guess what? We've all fucked up. We've all done big things. We've all done little things. We've all lied. We've all done something that we're like, oh God, I still feel bad about that. But that's not a reason to feel unworthy. If you're worthy, no matter what you do, I believe in the eyes of the universe, they look at you with love. You're innately worthy. In fact, worthy is a human construct, is a human made concept because you just are worthy. The same as every butterfly is worthy and every human is worthy and every dog is worthy, meaning you are worthy of feeling good. You are worthy of having a good life. You are worthy of shining and spreading your sparkle. That's maybe doesn't sound as good as what I intended, (laughs) spreading your sparkle all over everybody. Um, You are worthy of feeling good, of having health, of manifesting, of creating the life you desire. But often we think we're not. And learning to love yourself is seeing yourself as whole and complete knowing like, yeah, you've done stuff, but everybody has. So if we all feel fucked up and we've all done a bunch of stuff, then aren't we all on even playing ground, right? So learning to love yourself is seeing kindness in yourself and then seeing or having kindness toward yourself, seeing yourself in the, through the lens of love, through the lens of compassion. So from this place, as we start to adopt this energy of it doesn't matter what I've done or what I haven't done, I am just worthy because it, it's basically like I am worthy of love. I'm worthy of good things. I'm worthy of joy and pleasure and positive experiences and abundance because you just naturally are, especially you. If we're going to bring morals into it, I believe everyone is worthy because I believe even the people that have done the most awful things that came from deep trauma, deep wounds. It doesn't excuse it. I don't think that they should be like out of jail or anything. I'm just saying when it comes to the soul level, that soul is just as worthy as your soul. It's just that this human experience for them was either meant to be that way or went fucking sideways, or they just had so much trauma that it ended up in a not good place. This isn't really what the episode's about, but that's what I believe in a bigger level. We are all worthy because we've all done shit. So knowing that I think is the beginning to feeling true self-love, feeling the love of the universe, that it doesn't matter what you've done. I get this image of like putting your face to the sun and feeling 
feeling the heat and feeling the radiance and feeling the warmth. That's what it feels like to feel that love from the universe. And it's not personal. It's not about what you've done or giving you kudos. It's just for being its child, for being part of the cosmos. You deserve love. So starting to see yourself from that place And if your lack of self-love comes from what you feel you're not, whether it's, you know, money status or, you know, you're not in a relationship or you're not successful enough or don't have enough money, really opening up bigger and going, but that doesn't determine my worthiness as a human in the eyes of the universe, in the eyes of my guides or my, you know, angels or loved ones that have passed on. They don't look at me and go, oh, but you're not making this much. So you're not worthy. It's actually a different playing field. So almost trying to separate that as well is that it's not about ever what you do or don't do. It's about your natural worthiness. Every puppy is worthy of a home. Even the most, so look at that even, right? Adoption, when you adopt an animal, sometimes they come with like ticks or traits or traumas. Um, My brother-in-law has a dog that every time it's on a leash, it thinks it's going to be attacked because I guess it was a dog that was, I don't know, other dogs would attack it in some place. It was being abused. I don't totally understand, but he puts it on a leash and it's terrified that it's going to get attacked by other dogs. And, you know, my brother-in-law's had him for a couple years, but that was a trauma that was ingrained. But that dog isn't less worthy of love. And in fact, it's more worthy of love. I mean, we're all equally worthy, but think about that. When someone's been traumatized, they're not worth less. They're actually more worthy of love. They need more love. So you need more love to the parts of yourself that have felt damaged or felt like you've done shit you're not proud of or that you're not where you should be. You're worthy of more love from the universe. Because the universe, just like if a child like scrapes its knee, it's like it wants to rush in and be like, it's okay, sweetie, you're doing a good job. Don't worry. You're amazing. It's not about you or keep going. You're powerful. You're beautiful. You have the power of the universe within you. So loving yourself, I think, is a bigger thing. It's allowing spirit into your life. It's allowing, like they say, love is God or God is love and love is synonymous with source. God is love, universe, oneness, wholeness. When you self-love, you self-source. You bring spirit into your life. You bring spirit into you. You acknowledge the spirit within you. Can you love the love within you? Can you ignite the source within you and feel that love that comes from nowhere and everywhere? It doesn't come from the kudos or all of the likes on your post or how much money you make. It comes because you are. It's everywhere. It's all around you. So when you start to think of yourself more like this and start to really do that healing work on the things you've experienced, like for me, the healing work on my body, mom wound, bullying, eating disorder, the guilt, shame, the stuff that I have had to work through, I start to want to show up for myself. And this is something that has dramatically changed in the last six months. And every week it feels like it's deepening. I before thought I should show up for myself. I should do yoga. I should meditate because it's good for me. I should do it because it is in my highest good. So it's tricky because it is in my highest good, but it's also a should. I should do it. 
So sometimes what I do because of this is the way I healed the eating disorder is I just walked the fuck away from any rule around food and it actually worked for me. I left myself floundering as I've kind of been talking about in the previous episode about the goo phase and all that. I left myself not knowing what the fuck to do, but I had to figure it out. So I just stopped all the shoulds like, no, I shouldn't meditate. Shouldn't this, shouldn't that. And I just let myself float around. And then when I was like, oh, I should meditate today. I was like, no, you don't No, you don't have to. And I let it all go. And I started noticing what I actually wanted to do for myself. And after a few days, I genuinely wanted to move my body. So I'd put on a song and move my body. And then I'm like, oh, I want to do a yoga. So I'd put on a yoga video or whatever. So the switch comes in not shoulding all over yourself, but loving yourself so deeply that you want to show up for yourself. When you give yourself a hug and you go, body, thank you for being there for me through all of my shit talk, through all of my alcohol, through all of the food I've eaten or the words I've said to you, the lack of sleep, the the excess caffeine, you know, thank you for being there for me still. Thank you for keeping on ticking. And we become grateful for our body we start to want to show up for it. We want to drink more water because we care about our body, not just because we should. We want to do breath work or take a deep breath when we're starting to get worked up, not because we should, but because we care about how we feel because we're learning to love ourselves. So you care about how you feel and you naturally are inspired to do things for yourself that are in line with love. So you won't change everything at once. It doesn't overnight make you do all the things, right? But it's not the boot camp mentality. It's the authentically loving yourself. And when you picture yourself in your best life, in your dream life, in your healed life, don't you do things for yourself because you love yourself, because you want to show up for yourself, not because you should, right? Like that version of you isn't shoulding. She's just doing it because it's integrated into her life, meditation or their life, whoever is listening, (laughs) Uh, meditation, yoga, exercise, food. It's like, it's already incorporated into their life because they love themselves, not because they have to, and they're still shoulding all over themselves. So when you love yourself and start to care more about how you feel, you want to show up differently. So if anyone's struggling with, I should be meditating, I should have a daily practice, things like that, daily practice, shifting diet, shifting lifestyle, easing out alcohol, more exercise, getting away, you know, having some time away. When you hear those shoulds, most of those are going to be coming from an authentic place. It's in your highest good for you to do these things, right? It's in your highest good for you you to have a meditation practice. Yes, that is true. So acknowledge it's in my highest good to have all of these, but I'm not going to put the pressure on myself. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to practice caring so deeply about how I feel that feeling good or doing loving things for myself is the number one priority. So I say feeling good, like stretching or showing up on your yoga mat, but it's not all about feeling good. As I talk about a lot, when you're having triggers, when you're having heavy times and down days, that's the time to say, what is something loving I can do for myself? How can I show up for myself in love? Is it a warm cup of ginger tea and a bath? Is it a walk? Is it talking to a friend? Is it shutting down? Is it taking yourself away? Like, what, what, how can I show up for myself in love? That's a better way to change your habits, to change your life than the shoulds, than the boot camps. 
I don't know if you can hear, oh my God, my stomach is grumbling so loud. I'm like channeling the universe and it's like, it's time to eat. That's so funny. I'm so sorry if you heard that. That's hilarious. Um, So that really has shifted for me in the last year because it feels like every year that goes on, I value myself deeper and deeper and deeper. I do more healing, more self-acceptance, more self-love, self-appreciation, self-compassion, and it naturally leads me to want to show up for myself. So then when I kind of scrap all the shoulds and then notice what I authentically want to do, I'll get a nudge and go like, going for a walk would be nice. And I just kind of feel into it. I'm like, yeah, that would be nice. That's in the energy of, I want to do this for myself, right? Or wow, I've had a lot of busy stuff this week. A meditation would feel really good. Yeah. A meditation would feel good. Do you see how that's different than I should meditate? I haven't meditated in like two weeks. I know I should. It's totally different energy. One is I care about how I feel and that's why I want to do it. That leads me to remember to take my vitamins. That leads me to make an intention to drink more water throughout the day or make sure I'm eating veggies with all my meals or whatever I'm authentically called to do. I remove the should and come from a place of love from compassion, from empathy, from you being the one that's rooting yourself on. That's what self-love is. Becoming the one that roots yourself on, that loves your way to health, love your way to health, love your way to abundance, pour back into yourself. P.S. Abundance is the frequency of worthiness, worth, abundance, money, worth, Worth and abundance are the same frequency. So as you practice this, you actually, it is the same portal of abundance and of manifesting more money. So FYI, love is money. Love is your ability. Self-love is your ability to attract things that vibrate on the love frequency. So love from a spouse or community, really good friends, deeper connections, love and that frequency is also healing and freedom and ease and peace and health and money, abundance. So with self-love, it can be your manifestation practice. As you ask yourself, and this is something that I do, this is one of the tangible practices I wanted to pass on, is I've been making a really hardcore intention to every day, it just started off, every day I'm going to do one thing to show up for myself intentionally. So I noticed that the first day I was like, what can I do for show up my, to show up for myself right now? And I heard drink water. And I went downstairs, I chugged some water, brought a nice bottle up, and I was like, oh, that felt good. And then the next day it was a yoga. And then the next day it was going for a walk and it was doing a meditation. And I was like, oh, this is cool. So then I started, I made it really informal, like showing up for myself could be anything. It could be a shower that feels good with that intention, taking my vitamins, making some sort of healthy meal or something that really like resonates with me getting a pedicure, taking a breath. Like I, it doesn't matter what it is. It's the energy of showing up for yourself. And I started to realize that I was going to practice loving myself, practice showing up for myself. And I would do this every day. And most days I would do it. Some days I wouldn't, I'd notice the resistance and I'm like, that's okay. I love you anyway. I love that resistance. It comes from a wound. It's okay. We're getting there. We're practicing. It's practice. No big deal. So I'd go on and then it morphed into showing up for myself 
first in the day. So when I say first, I preface that with, I have three kids. It's not actually first. However, before I'm going to work, I, so I get up with my kids, I have, you know, coffee, whatever, get them off to school, go up if it's my work day into my office. And before I sit down and write an email, even if I only have 10 minutes until a client call, I say to myself, how can I show up for myself right now? Sometimes it's as easy as a forward fold or stretch out my neck, chug some water, put on one song and dance to it, put my hand on my heart, intend something for the day, move my body, stretch like uh, three deep breaths. Like it can literally be anything as long as I know authentically, this is me showing up for myself. This is me loving myself. So, and then I started practicing the days I was just with the kids and I wasn't working in the morning, intentionally taking a moment to go, okay, what am I going to do right now for myself? And then I noticed I was just naturally doing more yoga. I meditated like most days out of the week. I was like, holy crap, there's really something to this. And then I started sabotaging myself and rejecting it. And I went three, four or five days without doing it. And I'm like, oh, there's that wound. There's that limit. There's me pushing into new territories. This is where I can go for a bit and then I give up on myself or I start self-rejecting or whatever, right? Note, Talia, you are worthy. You are worthy of having a practice of feeling worthy. You are worthy of having a practice of showing up for yourself. This, you're doing such a good job. Don't worry, just do it now. You're doing such a good job. Keep going. We love you. And that was the energy that came forward. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Right now, I'm going to make myself some turmeric tea and I'm going to sit in the moment and enjoy it. Okay. And it just made the whole thing so much easier instead of feeling like I had to do it all every day or do this certain thing. It was the question, how can I show up for myself today? What is one thing? And one thing very quickly, quickly led to many things. So many things throughout the day I would start to do and just show up for myself in a whole different way. So as you learn to love yourself, you learn how to show up for yourself in the energy of love. So moving away from I'm not doing good and nothing's working for me, or I'm broken, or I'm lazy, or I'm unmotivated, I'm lost and starting to view yourself through the lens of source to see that you are not lo- that you are not lost you're going through a lot you've been through a lot you're seeking you're finding they're encouraging you to take a little bit of action to pour back into yourself to ask yourself right now what is one thing i can do to show up for myself today because as you move into deeper self-worth you are worthy of feeling good you are worthy of feeling good as you dive deeper into that you become more willing you become more willing to show up. You become more willing to take leaps. You become more willing to continue pouring back into yourself because you create new habits. So you're not committed and the practice isn't to the yoga routine. It's not about being committed to the vitamins, committed to the exercise, committed to making this business work. You're committed to showing up for yourself. And allowing that to fuel your actions. So if you deeply want to create a business and that's a truth and you start to recognize I am fucking worth feeling good and following these nudges and following my heart, you'll be so much more inspired to start the business or hire someone to help you or take a little leap, join a webinar on starting a business, like whatever it is, you realize it's coming from an authentic desire. You're worth it. And I can figure this out your energy starts to shift. 
So when you become in that self-worthiness that is equally available to you or always available to you in any time, you move into that, you become willing to change your life. You become willing to show up on your yoga mat, to drink water, to notice if your body actually likes gluten or not, or what the you know food your body really wants to eat. And you want to honor it because you care about how you feel. So I don't know about you, but I like barely drink and, you know, I used to party a lot. I used to drink a lot and I was kind of joking that like, it's almost not worth it anymore because if I'm just going to have one drink, it's almost like not worth it. But then if I'm going to have more than one, I'm going to feel like shit and I care about how tomorrow's self feels. And I kind of like want to get, be productive tomorrow or whatever the thought is. I'm like, I don't really want to dump that on tomorrow's self. That is an evidence of self love. So maybe there's something like that, that you're like, oh, I don't want want to, you know, eat a lot of processed food or fried foods or the volume of them as much anymore because I care about how I feel and my guts just feel weird or something, right? This these this is how your actions and your habits change from love. I care about how I feel. I love myself. I'm learning to love myself. I'm learning to care about how I feel. And I don't want to go out tonight. I want to meditate tonight or I want to have a bath or I want to watch a funny movie. That's what I want to do. And I honor that. So that's what I'm going to do. So you see how self-love even comes into boundaries and the way that you act in this world. So it really helps to um, bring those practices that you've been wanting to do into your life through love. So here are the tangibles, and then I'm going to wrap up the episode. So commit to making small actions, small daily actions. I always say in the energy of every day, which means the commitment is like every day I'm going to show up for myself. But then the days that you just don't, the days you get busy, the days you just throw it all out the window, don't worry about it. Just give yourself love, compassion, and then pick right back up. So that's why it's like everyday energy is most days you do, some days you don't, it's okay. But make an intention. What can I do to show up for myself right now? And one thing you can do when you don't know what else to do is you can put your hand on your heart and you can say, I'm doing a good job or say you're doing a good job. And then your name, you're doing a good job, Talia. I love you. I'm sending love to you. That is something that is huge that you can do with 10 seconds. You don't need to make it a two hour ritual. So create small daily actions and practice meeting your needs asking what your physical needs are. Think of basic needs like sleep, water, rest, nervous system, food, you know, asking how can I meet my basic needs? Maybe it's your emotional needs. Maybe you're, you know, needing to be heard or seen or need support, or maybe you need some quiet, some stillness because everything's been really crazy. You need to journal and get your emotions out. How can you meet your emotional needs? Maybe it's your energetic or your spiritual needs. You need to connect deeper into spirit. So asking yourself, how can I meet my needs right now? What is one thing I can do to show up for myself, even if it's just speaking positively to yourself and try that, see how that goes to not only building your self-love, connecting you to spirit, because the thing that they show me is anytime you link up into the frequency of love, you're becoming closer to spirit. You're becoming closer to God because that's how they see you. Your spirit team sees you that way. So when you link up with that frequency, you're very close. You can hear your intuition more. You get, you feel a deeper spiritual connection, but also you start seeing yourself as a worthy human just because you are, 
just because you are. So either you're going to realize it in this lifetime and embody the fuck out of that worthiness energy, or you're not going to realize it in this lifetime. And then when you pause and go into the next lifetime or, you know, are no longer physical, you'll see your worthiness and you'll know that you were worthy the entire time. So learn the lesson while you're here, learn the lesson in this lifetime, because that is why you're here. You did come here to learn this motherfucking lesson of self-love, of unconditional love, of learning your worth. That is a huge reason why you're here in this lifetime. So embody the heck out of it and create these small daily actions that meet your needs, that show up for yourself, that show a little bit of love to yourself. Come at things from love. Ask yourself, is the intention to work out today from love or from force? Is the intention to meditate from love or from force? And put your hand on your heart be like, I care about how I feel and meditation makes me feel good. So today I want to meditate because I care how I feel. Like literally say it out loud. And practice meeting your needs, your physical, emotional, spiritual needs. What do you need, my love? You are worth pouring that into yourself. You are worth making it happen. Okay. I hope this served you today. I love you so much. There's so much in this. This is such a big concept and a big topic. Remember that self-love is self-sourcing. Self-love is bringing spirit, bringing source into the game, seeing yourself through the way that you are ultimately seen as a beautiful human on a journey And it's a real tough journey and they have a lot of compassion for that because it's not easy, but you are doing it. You are on the right path. I'm so proud of you. I hope this resonated and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And before we go, I want to ask you a question. Have you grabbed your copy yet of Manifest This Shit? (laughs) Manifest This Shit is a law of attraction, coloring and activity book available on Amazon. And I am so excited about it. It is packed with beautiful, inspiring coloring pages, manifestation practices, tools, places to make notes and lists and write down your intuitive hits. There's so many beautiful pages in there. It's the perfect addition to your daily practice. So whether you use it to pass time instead of being on your phone, or you use it as a creative ritual, this book has pages for everybody. I know you're going to love it. So grab Manifest This Shit on Amazon. The link is below in the show notes.